Welcome to another episode of Through the Lens of Christ, a podcast that uh, Steve Dowster and I put together to be able to um, understand things that are happening culturally, things that are happening within our own lives, things that um, can seem either confusing or conflicting, um, but how do we individually wrestle through and then collectively wrestle through uh, how all of these things lead us into a deeper relationship with Christ and help us to understand who God is more. So I'm here with Steve Douster. How are you doing, Steve? I'm fine, Adam. How are you? Good. 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 Um, and we have Ashley Vorwerk, who is running production for us, and so we appreciate her efforts to make this sound as good as possible and delete out all the pieces that need to be gone. So, um, Let's hope something remains at the end of our conversation. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah, we usually record four hours for 20 minutes worth of... Information. So, um, but we we are um, going to tackle something. You know, we we've spent a lot of time talking through uh, uh, politics and talking through because it, it's important and it's things that are happening in the world. We spent a lot of time talking through how we're being perceived as believers and um, how do we make sure that we're actually reaching a lost world in, in uh, as effective a way as possible for Christ and then allowing the gospel to do its good work. Um, but we also would like to spend time in the in these conversations just talking about um, whether it's something I said in a message or because um, a a sermon is a really, in my opinion, is a really inefficient way to have good conversation. It's a one sided conversation, um, and it's it's thirty minutes unless I get really fired up, and maybe it's forty. Um, and so it's it's one directional and there's not good question answer good um redirect and so sometimes things can be a little unclear and so we we're gonna from time to time take some time and just talk about maybe something i said that needs to be reclarified. something that e- even we just want to take some time and and beat up a little bit because it's good important information that we should be talking about um, and so the the message that um, I gave, which would now be on December 27th, um, talking about just how are we ending the year in, in a year that did bring much difficulty and much discomfort um, to, to many people. And so how do we look at discomfort and how do we look at, at difficulty? Um, in James's text, James chapter 1, verses 2 to 4, he talks about um, the trials and many kinds of trials. Uh, we use the text out of Romans from Romans chapter 5 where, where Paul's talking about suffering. Um, and one thing that, that I didn't land the plane on yesterday is that we're talking about two vastly different things. Um, one thing being this idea of discomfort and one being the idea of persecution. And so I want to want to make sure that we define both of those things, but also understand that in those texts, they're both driving to the same end result. And so we want to make sure that um, we don't get confused by what we're going through today versus what was happening in, in the early times of Scripture or even things that are happening around the world in different parts of our globe currently. Um, there is very real persecution that's happening. And so um, first I'll, I'll briefly define then let Steve um, fill in the gaps. But as we're talking about persecution, we're talking about being afflicted for our faith, that we have a faith in Jesus Christ and we're living out that faith and because of that, 
we're then being persecuted, whether that's by government or culture or some other way that we are being um, suppressed and oppressed. And so that's based on our faith, and that is persecution. What I talked about in my message yesterday and is really this idea of discomfort, right? This idea that, that life is not comfortable. And the things that we went through over the past 10 months we're not comfortable. The things that we're going to go through in the next 12 months are going to be full of discomfort and are going to be full of, of what we would consider to be in ways affliction, but we want to make sure we don't read them as persecution. And um, so any thoughts on that, Steve? Um, no, I think that's all good. I think, I think there's a couple senses there when you think about, when I think about persecution and say discomfort or trouble, whatever it might be in today, um, persecution seems to me typically to be man brought um, by, like you said, government or culture or individuals or groups or whatever of of men, Um, there is a sense, I think, that any affliction is persecution of, of Christians from Satan, for example. So he's, he's trying to destroy our faith in various ways, and that could be through discomfort or whatever it might be. So that's the first thing I thought about, just a little foundational clarifying. Then the other thing I think about when we talk about discomfort even today, um, Imagine yourself living or imagine ourselves living, oh, I don't know, a couple hundred years ago. Um, and, and what would what it be like to live in that day and age and the difference in dis- levels of discomfort or difference in just level of daily activity, what we're doing compared to today. So the things that we take some discomfort in, like wearing a mask, um, not being able to go to certain places, mm-hmm. um, not being able to associate with different people or see them on a regular basis— um, I mean, you mentioned loss of income. It could be a business that's closed down. All those things are definitely not comfortable. I don't like them either as much as anybody else. But if I lived 200 years ago, I'm already, I'm already in a place that's way better than almost everybody except a king in, you know, 200, 500, 1,000 years ago. We, it's, it's, it's relative, and there's a perspective that needs to go into this thinking that we seem to lose. It's easy to lose. I lose it all the time, but it's natural to lose in our, exist, in our existence here in this time and place. Yeah, I mean, we, we talk, um, if we talk specifically about income, because I brought it up in the, in the message yesterday, my in, intention wasn't to be, um, woe is yeah, me. No, the, I right? totally got that. Yeah, yeah. But the, the intention is to say that we get the, the lesson that was being shown to me is that I I can um, self-righteously think that I do a pretty good job of relying on God, right? Of saying that, you know what, I put everything in his hands and I rely on Christ and he's my strength. And until s- discomfort comes and then you realize just how much um strength you put into some of these other temporary things. And I think for me, the reason that I see some of those things being pulled away is because I, I, my reliance is in the wrong place. And I don't know that until those things are shattered. And then you're like, I get it. And that's the lessons that we're being taught, I believe, as he's talking about the idea of perseverance. And you used a word, I don't think in this podcast, but I think as we were talking before, the word of assurance, right? Mm-hmm. This idea of, of understanding is our faith solid? Is our, is our faith a, a, a salvific faith? Is our faith one of security? Or is it one kind of partially built on Christ and partially built on the strength of self? And and. We're only going to know that if the strength of self continues to be removed. 
And that's the painful, this uncomfortable part, but it's also an extremely important part. And you, you talked about time and place. I mean, the incomes that we're looking at in the United States are still above the global average. The poverty line in the U.S., and I, I, this is a couple-year-old data, so I didn't look it up, but um, the poverty line in the U.S. still sits almost at the average income line globally. Um, when you think about that, what we say we're unable to live on and I need support to live on, the world is living on. And so it, it is completely a relative perspective that I think we need to continue to have, which is why I do think we go through economic ups and downs, which is why I do think we go through uh, some of these challenges is because we need to be reminded. Yeah, yeah. I mean, let's face it, in America, some of these things that get taken away that, you know, that it would bring us down to an average standard of, standard of living, we would revolt we would we would walk the streets. We would we would we would it would it would be an amazing. I mean, there'd be violence. Yes, there would be violence yes. in the United States for losing some things that we think we deserve, and and we yeah. deserve a whole lot less. I think about too when you're talking about losing some of these things. You know, it's it's a matter of what we do with that, and what we do with that. I'm going to kind of drive it back. So so we make choices about how we're going to react to a situation, and those choices are based on our desires, and our desires are based on who we are as a person both in terms of who God made us as people and also as to who God has changed us to be as a people. So so foundationally, we're making choices that are based um, on are we in Christ and how did God design me as, as an image bearer? And, and therefore, th- those are the foundations for our choosing. And oftentimes, I feel like when we lose things, we want to gut it out, self-determined, right? Get it back, fight, 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 yep. in a worldly, earthy, earthy way, in an Adam-filled way. Uh, not you, Adam, but the, the original <laughs> right. Adam. But point taken. Yeah, yeah, right, right. Uh, <laughs> rather than in a Christ-like way, understanding that Christ died for us and that these things that he's bringing into our lives are actually blessings well, they're not in disguise because he tells us what blessings are going to be used for in Scripture. But to, to unbelievers, they're in disguise. Um, they're, it, that these are things that can draw them to Christ if, they'll, if, they'll, if, they, if that's what is God's intention for them. So for us as believers, um, I've got, we've got friends that say, good COVID or bad COVID? Right? COVID is bad. There's no doubt COVID's bad. Right. But it has a good outcome and a good effect in changing us in, in discomfort in suffering, in death, all these things that are really, really challenging, but it is God's intention for that for our good if we're in Christ. Yeah, and I think that's one of the things we're, we're struggling with right now as as people, and I, I struggle with it. How do you look at something that is uncomfortable? How do you look at something that is, um, you know, I, I, uh, my grandfather passed away um, in COVID, and it wasn't because of COVID or anything, but it did, it very much changed how he could be loved at the end. It very right. much changed who could be in attendance. It just, it just changed everything. And those things are uncomfortable. And I think we look at those and go, how, how can there be anything good in that? How, how can there be, how can you tell me that God is working these things for good? And some people have, I mean, there, there's tragic loss of life that happened in this past year unrelated to COVID. There are, um, uh, as I said, marriages that are disintegrating unrelated to COVID. There, there are many things that are happening just in our normal fallen world that are really painful that we can look at those things and go, 
how could a good God be engaged in that? And I think that the technical term would be theodicy, right? This this idea of how do we understand suffering? How do we understand how God is using it? Do I see suffering as a thing outside of God? Or do I see suffering as something that God in his sovereignty uses so that we can understand who he is and we can understand who we are and we can understand where our reliance needs to be? And I think we we too often, and part of it's the, the emotion of who we are, we get so consumed by this isn't right. This isn't what I would define as good. So therefore, I'm removing God from that and saying he had nothing to do with it. And I'm now just looking at that and going, Satan bad. I don't like any of that. And I think we lose, um, regardless of where your position is on God's causing and allowing. And my greater point is, what is God doing in it, right? right? Regardless of how we got there, what is God doing in it? Is he a big enough God that he can redeem those situations and he can teach my thick head something? Can he teach my my swollen heart something? Can he do something in me through this? And that answer is unequivocally yes. And that's what we, we saw in the text in, in James and even in Romans is that we have a part in that where we're saying we need to let that happen. We need to allow the goodness of God to shine through that we would allow our broken hearts to be healed. That's all. Yeah, that's really good. So as I think about that, how, how does that work? So as, as a believer, our eyes have been, if, if we're a believer, mm-hmm. if we love Jesus more than anything in the whole world, whether we under, and we've repented of our sins and we've come to know him, we should have as the Bible talks about, new eyes, new sight, the ability to see things from a different perspective, from God's perspective. Not perfectly, because we're not perfectly sanctified yet. We have to wait for that. But we do have the ability to see um, the Spirit working in the world, God's design in it, and God's glory in it in a whole new way that we never did see before as an unbeliever. And when we look out at that landscape and look at what COVID is and what it does— what are we seeing? Are we seeing God's hand behind it? Um, even though Satan's hand may be touching it, God is also allowing that to happen. I, yes. We believe that firmly. Um, or, or are we seeing it as some sort of a threat to our security or a threat to our measure of control as people? What, what is that? Interesting, maybe this is a little sidebar. We have this conversation in our house with our kids. So our, so our kids being uh, 13, 12, and 11 right now. But we were talking about this. Where did COVID come from? What's the, what's the origin of COVID? And there's a lot of different ways that can be answered. I mean, ultimately, COVID came from the fall. Yeah. So so we so now we're pre-fall. There's there's no COVID. Right. Fall happens, and now we have viruses. We have this we have this distortion in nature that was created by who? Adam, Adam and Eve, Adam and Eve, and, and also us because we're in Adam if we're not in Christ. And eventually, that's all going to be wiped away, and we're going to have a new heavens and a new earth, and there is going to be no COVID and no viruses. But right now is not that time. So so COVID's here because of man. You can say what you want. It's here because of man. But there are other ways that COVID is here by because of man. We talked about this as well, because men are sinful people. So men make mistakes like they may have released COVID, or they made bad decisions and bad choices about how it was managed, or how it was communicated to take care of oneself, or the lack of understanding of how COVID works, how we're to respond to it. So, so our conversation was, there is sin everywhere throughout this whole thing. I mean, it's, it's pervasive. 
But yet God has, the scripture teaches clearly that God has a plan for all these things. But we drove it back to in our little conversation. We complain about COVID. We complain about culture. We complain about society. The thing we should complain most about is our own sin. Our own sin. And that's what should be talked about with all of this. This is, this is the problem. The problem is our sin and our lack of acknowledgement of it, who we are as people, um, whether we're saved or not. If we're, if we're lost and never have known Christ, we've got a sin problem that keeps us completely separate from God that has to be reconciled, and Jesus is that reconciler. But even if we're in Christ, our own sin is getting in the way of us seeing what's happening with COVID, what's happening in our culture, in our society. And so what do we do about that? How, what, how does that get fixed? Jesus fixes that. Jesus not only saves us, but he, he also powers our sanctification by us looking to him, knowing him, loving him. And I know you had mentioned sometime we should do some conversations about spiritual disciplines, but how does that happen for the believer? How do we get to know Jesus so that we would respond to COVID appropriately? And I feel like I've been on a rant, a rant here, but, but through spiritual disciplines, by knowing Christ and, and by knowing him we then respond to people, to culture, to viruses in a way that would honor God and glorify, glorify Christ. Yeah, and I, I appreciated the rant. It was, a, it was a good rant. I think The um, problem is in us. I am the problem. Yes. And, and I think our, we keep looking at, we, we, and I think that's part of how we're, respond, how we're so sinfully responding to some of these things is because we look at the problem externally. Right, that the right. the problem is either the problems COVID or the problems the government or the problem is vaccines or the problem is it's all these external things that we're seeing all this sin in. Yes, and that's all true, right? There's sin in all of it, and I that's why it's when I when I talk to people about it, I'm like, I don't disagree with you. I don't have the understanding of all of these things. You might be right. I have no idea. I know there's sin pervasive in all of it. Yes. What scripturally we're continued to push back, like when we look at the whole of scripture. In Scripture, it does not say, now I need you to go fix the world. Correct. I need you to go see the sin in everything and go fix it. Scripture says, Steve, Adam, you're a mess. Repent. You are broken. You are fallen. You have you have been separated from a holy God. You are not at peace with God. And your sin is the problem. My sin is the problem. It is. And when we keep looking out at the world going, that's where the problem is, we are missing. When, when James can say, consider it all joy, consider it pure joy, when, when Paul can say that, that suffering brings us hope, that's what they're talking about, is that all of these things should be pointing us back to us in saying, what a wretch I am. What an amazing Savior Christ is. Let me live in that truth. And when we give that up to point the finger at other people, we're missing it. Yeah, when, when, when he says count it all joy, it's already, un- the understanding is we already know Christ. And so yes. we know there's a purpose behind all of these things. It's not like suck it up and, and, and make it all look happier than it really is. No, no, no. It's like, no, know Christ and understand that this is for our good. It's for our, it is for our joy in Christ and our future happiness forever. Yes. That's what it's there for. So repent, come to Christ, repent of our sins as believers, 
um, understand who we are in Christ and where we're falling short and how we want to be more like him through spiritual disciplines, through reading of the Bible, through prayer, through conversations with other believers, through coming to church and worshiping together as a, as a community of Christians, um, trying to know God better because we love him, we want to serve him, we want to be changed to be like him. That is how we understand what's going on around us, not from, like you said, looking out and throwing darts or, or you know, complaining about these things like they're not going to—we need—they're all bad. They need to be fixed. Right. Not, and, and we need to be after it in terms of fixing them, but that's not the most important pressing problem. The most immediate problem is our sinfulness, our unwillingness to repent, um, and our, our self-righteousness. Yes, and so our, our hope— is that as we as we see the the uh, all of the the crises that have approached in 2020 and again it's not just limited to 2020 we've yeah. been in a fallen world since the fall and whatever we're going to face in 2021 that we would approach it from a standpoint through the lens of Christ that we would approach it from a perspective of that there is hope and that there is joy and it's not found in me fixing a problem it's found in sin being removed from the world through the truth of Christ being like Jesus for the joy that was set before him he endured the cross surely we can endure what we're going through um, for the joy that's set before us as believers so that we can get to heaven and live with him in in a perfect forever joy that will will never end. And that is blessed assurance. Amen. Thank you. Thanks, Steve. Thank you, Adam.